up, everyone? Welcome to an episode of Any Kind of Podcast. We are here to review episode 7 of The Last of Us. I'm Michael, joined here with Anthony and Tama. What's up? What's up? And we just watched uh, episode 7. So, um, Anthony, how'd you like the episode? Um, I, I didn't have any problems with it. <clears throat> I was actually waiting actually for a while for this episode to come out, ever since they mentioned Riley. Um... But yeah, I mean, I I liked it. Yeah, that was one of the things when I saw the preview. I saw the girl, and then I saw people online saying, "Oh, that's Riley." And um, I knew that for, I didn't watch it. I didn't play the game, obviously, like I said before. But um, I was kind of like excited because I want to know a little bit more of why Ellie is the way she is because that was her best friend. And it was kind of cool to finally have the episode, especially it's, it's, it was wasn't fully an Ellie episode, but it pretty much was, which was nice because it kind of shows you a week before. We caught up to um, Ellie in episode one. We see how different she was, and how um, spoiler the ultimate death of Riley changed her. Like she had her her fucking attitude to begin with, but it literally shows why she kind of is so like standoffish. And like the last episode, how she was pissed off with uh, Joel is basically like putting her off to Tommy. So yeah, Tommy, you just watched it for the first time. How do you feel? So yeah, so I I, I didn't play the the actual game. But um, or like that DLC part, but I I pretty much had an idea exactly what was gonna go what was gonna go down. But it was very interesting to see all the the like the, the setups, mall. yeah, the setups, the mall, the the callbacks to previous previous episodes, and um, like basically flushing out exactly what you're saying, flushing out uh, Ellie's character and kind of showing exactly why she was the way she was. And it, now it makes sense, like, now looking back on it, why she was portrayed as more angry in the beginning. And this this is literally why. And, like, in a realistic, like, real-world sense, it makes sense. Like, in, in the game, it, you know, they could they could go around that because it's a game, yeah? So they don't have to make complete sense. Uh, which is why her character was, like, more sarcastic and sassy th- from the beginning. Uh, not really angry angry uh but i i really like the way that they they showed her character development based on like showing us how she started and then now we we see where she is it's pretty awesome yeah another thing i remember um <clears throat> the commentary was saying how well i don't think it was, it was an interview but the showrunner was saying how it was an abandoned mall in canada that was gonna be destroyed and when they asked that like if could we use the mall for stuff they said oh yeah go right ahead just use it and well, you destroy whatever you want. We don't care. The mall's going to be demolished, so you guys can use it. I believe they said some parts of the level, second level was CGI'd. But for the most part, that's like a sweet deal. And it, lo- it looked real. Like, I couldn't tell you what was fake and what was real in the mall. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it looked like it was already, like, partly prepped for demolish. For demolition. Sorry. Yeah, and, um, well, as the little things that, like, I was telling Tom while it was happening. I don't Anthony was here yet. But, it's like the little things that you don't think about, like Ellie on the on the escalator, mm-hmm. like how she lifted out. Like I'm, now I'm going up, now I'm going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing in one spot. This is <laughs> it's one of those things where you know, like the airplane scene before, like you don't think about those things when you're True. in apocalypse world. But she's never seen one in her life, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and and what's funny about that is like you if you go to the mall, you would see a kid do that. You know what I mean? Like any any little kid will run up and down that, and every parent would always tell them knock it off. But it was just it was just cool to see Ellie being a kid because 
That's exactly what a kid would do. A kid or Anthony. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I don't know. Like I like. Oh shit. I like that. Um, they kind of had this episode more of like a light, a lighter episode where it wasn't just so like dark the whole episode. It was kind of more of the childhood kind of memories of Ellie going back to when she was, I guess, in that pro- or what uh, Hydra or Fedra. But yeah, um, but Fedra. And also kind of like it shows a perspective of the younger generation going into like the fireflies and like the opposite sides and how there is actually like conflict with both sides. And even as young as them, not knowing fully what the, you know, what it's about, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it was kind of cool seeing that. And then also on top of that, like just having the, like them having fun, them doing the, the pun book and not knowing what a screenshot was. It was, it's, it's cool to kind of like see that there's a, there could have been like a time where like kids didn't know what electronics were or, yeah. you know, like electricity for, you know, for that matter. You know what I'm saying? So it was a good episode. I, li- I like that part. Yeah. I like how they, um, they showed us the, um, the I keep calling them zombies, but I don't. I feel like they're more than zombies because they, yeah, the infected. They keep they showed us that one, and they had me for the first time I watched it. They had me when I heard the screaming that was in the haunted that haunted place, yeah, the Halloween yeah. place. I legit thought it was that was <laughs> oh we're gonna see her die. Yeah. But yeah. do you think we're gonna see Riley's death, or they're just gonna leave it as off screen thing? Kind of, it's one of those things where it's better not seen. Because I I would like to like part of me thinks oh leave it. It's better not seen it. But part of me wants to like. How did really Ellie react like seeing her turn and she's looking at her arm like what the fuck? Yeah, I'm good. And then when when um when uh what is her name the one in charge of the fireflies? Marlene. When Marlene yeah. finds her like how because when she's tied up, Marlene mentions like, "Do you want to be like Riley?" Like so, I want to know like how that is. But also, one of those things they don't show it. It's fine because it kind of leads more to your imagination. But do you guys think we're gonna see how like Riley turning or is it kind of one of those things where let's leave it as is? See like like. Well, what what I'm thinking is either two things are gonna happen. They they're gonna they're gonna you know spend that time together, and then either Ellie is gonna have to kill her, yeah. um, which they could they could show the scene, but like the camera pans out kind of thing, and then like it happens, and you just hear the shot. Yeah. The other thing could happen is Ellie tries to but can't. She can't kill her. Then Riley turns, and then who saves her? Marlene. I don't know what episode it was, but I do remember Ellie when Joe asked her, "Have you killed before?" And she said, "Yeah." So I don't know if maybe she's referring to she has someone who to kill Riley or something else. But yeah, I mean, I like that Marlene theory because I feel like that because she was supposed to be on post yeah. at the mall. I can imagine somebody finding them, or I guess Ellie couldn't kill her, so now you know the zombified version of her is like chasing her around. But then, you know, Marlene comes in checking on her for her post or whatever. See the, the messed up thing that I thought at once I saw the zombie, uh, the infected and where, where he was is when they posted her at this mall, did they not freaking check the mall? Did they not walk? You would think that they would walk around and secure every store that's open or every entrance and exit to make sure it's completely clear. Or did they find that zombie and think like, eh, that one's that one's gone already, and they just left it? It could have been because remember when um Tess and Joel saw that one in the when they were going down to go sneak up before they met Ellie, there was that one that was against the wall that was, like, was splattered, yeah, yeah, and they kind of just mentioned like, oh yeah, that sometimes they just like if they don't move they for too long, they 
yeah, they, I don't know, they blow up or whatever. Maybe they assumed it was like that one, but yeah, I, that's that was one of the weird things. One of the things that I had like a, not really a, <clears throat> a complaint about, more like a gripe was like, it's like a one of those things where you could be overthinking it, but like, how the hell did the electric still work? Yeah, it's one of those things where like it's not something where like oh my god the episode's ruined. It's one of those one of those little things where it's kind of like oh you could have make a, like a comment like ah they forgot the generator or something. <laughs> yeah, they found like a generator. Yeah, and and it's like I know I get it like um they're kids, but like can you guys not make so much noise in areas <laughs> that possibly have infected that are gonna attack the shit out of you? Yeah. See, they they did mention at least a little bit that. When they brought up the power for the block, so that more people can live in apartments, that the power did get brought back to the the mall. But but like you were saying, after twenty years, some wires have got to you know be all fried already, and no ways the the electricity would just all come back just like that. Yeah. And then um, another thing that um was kind of kind of like little touches they put in here this episode and the little thinking they do. Is when they first see that dead body when they steal the alcohol, how he falls through the roof. It's such a little thing, but I like it because it shows like they're aware like everything's aging, and they want to let the let the viewers know like you know we're aware. Most shows will just be like they'll leave it and he wouldn't fall through. Just kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just little details they put the things that I I appreciate in this show. Um, it's because they're so throwaway that it actually makes it seem more realistic. Yeah, I also like how they mention like. Oh my god, it's a, like a bottle of whiskey. Like, oh, he must have to give up a lot for it. I like how they mention stuff like that because it kind of shows you, like, at first you'd be like, oh, tough 20 years, you have a perfectly fine whiskey. And then they mention that. It's like, that makes sense. You pay a higher price for that stuff. Yeah. No, they're really good with the details. They are. Like, especially when it comes to moments, like more intimate moments. Mm-hmm. They're so good with, like, the realism of it. Like, yeah. it's not just words, too. Yeah. Like, I like that they kind of, like, really acted out, like, Every scene is kind of like this is your motivation. This is why you're crying or stuff. You know, it just yeah. seems real. I like how a good show, that's a, any good show or movie, it's like the little um, breadcrumbs leave behind that hits harder. Like the Mortal Kombat poster, True. and in I think episode one or two when Ellie plays the Mortal Kombat exact game and she mentions the character Melina, mm-hmm. what she does, and then we see how she knows in this episode, which exactly. was was so fitting. And then, um, just like little callbacks, like um, the pun book. Yeah, how she got the pun how, book. Because yeah. <clears throat> all this time, I just assumed, oh, maybe she found it in one of those buildings. But now it means so much more now that she got it from Riley. Yeah. She had the she had the volume one on her desk, and then Riley gave her volume two next to her bombs. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was actually kind of like that was um I love that conflict because it was one of those things where like you made these bombs to blow up federal agents. Me, you're gonna blow me up. Yeah. I really loved how how uh, they put that in because Riley is at the point where she's over like Fedra because she got a shit job. I'm a, literally shit literally job. shit job, and she's I'm gonna be doing it for the rest of my life watching them shovel shit. And then Ellie Ellie is over here just like, well, the Fireflies are bad people. They blow us up, and it's like it's nice to see the conflict and also seeing how Ellie is basically like she, she's not a Firefly now. But she's basically a rebel now. Yeah, and and also too, like to mention um, earlier in the episode too, they had the Fedra agent or yeah. <clears throat> I guess a manager or whatever <laughs> talking to Ellie and telling her how like she has potential mm-hmm. and everything like that. And even on his side, it felt like he was being yeah. supportive. Like he was telling some good. I mean, 
there was some truths in what he was saying where it's just like, you know, places need structure. Otherwise, you know, things go, you know, to mm. shit. So I get that side and how he kind of cared about her, telling her, like, if you be an officer, like, you can get a cushier, you know, yeah. spot and stuff. But also, like, kind of like the the grossness of it, too. It's just like, oh, cool, I'll be an officer and get all this shit and then have all the grunts doing all the fucking slave work. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, it was kind of cool seeing <clears throat> the opposite sides of, like, even we saw Marlene. So we know how dedicated she is to Ellie. And then also seeing now the officer of Fedra being dedicated to her yeah. too is kind of like the opposite. It's even seeing that and that detail is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was talking earlier was I like how in this show they um show you that no matter what side you're on, there is good people on like that guy, True. the granted it's one scene, but the vibe I got from him and his, what he was saying, he seems like he's a genuinely good guy yeah. who wants things to be done like efficiently and in a good way. He means well. And Part of when I first the scene, part of me was like, you know, Fedra ain't that bad, you know. Yeah. At least this section is. But then, as we see with like Kathleen and stuff, and KC, their their Fedra was terrible. Yeah. Their and then when it fell, I don't know. I it might be the exact same with Kathleen running stuff. So, but that's exactly what he said too. Yeah. Right? It was like if we allow people to govern themselves without this fucking, you know, well, all this shit. I guess not. I'm not saying verbatim, verbatim, but it was kind of like people will kind of just go apeshit if there's no structure. And a lot of the times they use fear and all that kind of stuff to kind of like maintain that, which is kind of interesting to see like how, um, how strict it was for, I guess, what was her name? The other one that was leading that other group. Kathleen. Yeah. Kathleen, like how extreme it was on that side, Fedra. And then how the other structure is, you know, see like, well, what I find interesting about the whole thing is that, like, like you like you said that Wong guy, uh, Kawong, or uh, that was his name, right? Captain or Corporal Kawong. Yeah. Um. That he 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 did show like a softer side to Fedra, but if you listen to the words that he was saying, um, it, it's not all positive, because if you listen to it, she, the two choices that that he gave her was one you be a grunt you do all the shit work you you get you get the shit stuff you get the shit food you get the shit whatever and then or two you be a leader and you tell the grunts what to do and you get all this good shit you you get good food you get good um uh, warm housing you know cold in the summer all that stuff and it it's it's like how it is nowadays you know there's always a hierarchy and the, the the higher ups are always putting down the lower ones, right? But if you look, if you remember earlier in the the season, where um, what's it call it? Uh, Joe's brothers from is an is an example of a com- community of people coming together, and exactly what Fedra said that couldn't happen did happen. They got together. They were able to set up a community that literally looked a hundred times more prosperous than any Fedra. Uh, facility that you can think of um and the funniest thing was that they were a commune they were communists it was so funny so i i thought that was really hilarious um how they kind of like i don't know if they're purposely putting that in there as like little seeds uh but i thought it was interesting to see like that their way is not necessarily the right way it's just the way that they're used to 
No, and that's ex- but that's why I'm saying like even with Fireflies too, it's just like even their logic is flawed. Like from the standpoint of just like, well, okay, we're gonna try and make a better world, but also we're kind of like stepping on other people to do it, which is they're killing other people. Like people are killing people, which is not good on either side. But when you're on one specific side, you always look for support, which was why I was saying like even though Kwong or whatever his name is was, you know, I felt like it was sincere, but because he grew up or whatever was built into that society, he was just like, this is the only way I can survive. So I'm telling you how I survive and you could live this too because I'm sure that he didn't want all the shit work. Nobody does. But the rebels did got all the shit work, right? Which is why um what's her name riley yeah riley was gonna get that job because she was a rebel she snuck out all that kind of shit didn't want to listen to them yeah which is why she got the shit job but that kind of tells you that in any society it's just like just as long just as long as somebody's on top like there's gonna be a bottom and people are like and people on top are not are gonna tell the people that are close to them to be on top and not to be on the bottom and that's what i'm feeling is just like it's not good but it's not bad for the situation that he was in and she was in presently until she talked to Riley about the other side. And that's what I'm saying, which is nice is because like you never hear the other side of another, you know, of opposing sides. You only hear that one side only and how you can survive on that one side. But I was, but I like that they kind of showed bad sides to both sides and it was just like, so what are we going to do now? You know what I mean? And that's what I like is like, that's the world that we're living in. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're just trying to, you know, live it day by day. But now that they're showing it into a post-apocalyptic thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of like great societies that ever existed, they all started with basically a martial law type of thing where it's like my way or the highway, very strict rules, and I feel like to a degree, when you come to it, there's so much people who are like basically a free-for-all that it's almost needed in order to start a core civilization before you start being more openly and free. I'm not saying it's correct, but I feel like that's the only way that you could basically make people line up and kind of like go through this, uh, like do this this way or get the fuck out of here or throw you in jail. And I feel like it's almost needed in order to restore order to a fallen civilization, which basically the show is. Yeah. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, that's, what's cool about it is because technically though, that world is pretty good. As long as it doesn't like mix into each other. Like if we could live in a world where just be like my way or the highway, then I'll just take the highway. Just don't kill me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just like, if you guys are want to build a system and you want people to follow you and it's either you follow it or not, then just say, then let the people do whatever they want. And then let them govern themselves or whatever. Just make a, a agreement that we don't kill each other. Yeah. Just like, I don't want to follow your rules. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to be like, nah, I want to own everything. So that's why, like, even with this, just fireflies and everything, it's just like, we want to make the world better. But also, we want to make the world better. By, you know, it's just yeah. the difference of how they want to make the world better that is up for debate on whether or not it's good if, or not. If there's no Fedra, there's gangs. And if there isn't gangs, there's different sort of... Basically, Fedra is a gang. They're a, like a, they're a organized gang, and then there's the Fireflies, which is basically a gang that's organized gang. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what, there's gonna be a gang. Yeah. It's like yeah. no matter what you do, there's gonna be a gang. It's like, which gang do you want to be in? Exactly. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, I love my country, but there's flaws to it. But there's some people who live in other countries 
who have a lot worse than we do, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> but it, but that's why I'm saying, like, even with these episodes and everything, it's it's cool to kind of see the hypothetical side to what a post-apocalyptic could be, even though it's based off a video game. Like, it's still like <laughs> it's still pretty true to me. Yeah, just minus the zombies, yeah. you know. But yeah, I know there's a lot of people who are bitching about this episode, saying that it was a filler episode. We saying, but in my opinion, this showed. I haven't. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but Tama mentioned in, there's an episode. I'm guessing it's the next episode where Ellie is basically on her own, and I feel like this episode set a lot of foundation for like with the um, Fedra agent mentioning you can be a leader. Um, her defending herself, beating the crap out of that girl, sending her to the, the hospital. Um, all the little things of basically like her deciding to save Joe's life or with dirty ass needles, but save his life. It just shows like Ellie. She's like granted, yes, Joe is the one taking care of her right now, but she can she can keep her own. She can do her own thing and and she can handle on her own. So that's uh what I got from this episode at least. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were reaching for the <laughs> reaching for the mic. I thought you were gonna reach for the mic. I was like, oh, here you go. But yeah, um, it wasn't in my opinion, it wasn't the best episode this season. But that's not saying anything bad because this this. This show has been a hit. Like every episode for me has been like spot on, like good TV. No, for sure. You you guys want to know something sad? So they weren't sure if they're getting a second season. They got approved for second season now, obviously because it's so huge. But when they did it, they weren't sure if they're getting a second season. So as of right now, season two comes out in twenty twenty five. But Pedro Pascal said in an interview that. HBO asked him to clear his schedule at the end of this year. So it's possible if they do film at the end of the year, we could have season two next year. But if 2025, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I got to watch the whole show all over again because <laughs> I'm not going to remember shit. I'm going to be talking about House of Dragons in my mind. I'm going to be about all kind of different stuff. To be honest, I don't, is that like good marketing? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like, you know why? In their defense, video game adaptions have been bombing. So I kind of see where they were coming from. Yeah. But also, you guys are screening episodes before they release. Couldn't you guys be like, hey, watch this. It's a hitter. Start <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. That, that is pretty sad. And Petras Kyle is a, bu- a busy guy right now. Especially if, uh, in my theory, if he, if he, in, um, in The Mandalorian, if he takes his helmet off and leaves it off, oh, we're going to need him physically there. So yeah. he's going to be a busy man coming up. So I don't know. I'm hoping that we don't have to wait 2025 for the next next season. Well, maybe maybe Mando will get his, <laughs> his shit back, and then he won't have his helmet. He won't have his helmet off the whole episode. But yeah, um, you guys have anything else to say about this episode? No, I thought it was a good one. Almost quiet today. It's weird, <laughs> but yeah, solid episode, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back sooner than you think. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, we were out. Yeah.